hosting for Two Blokes Talking Tech. Proudly provided by Web Central. Now, it's time for Two Blokes Talking Tech. There is a lot going on in technology, as always. The latest news and information about technology. It's fantastic to get these speeds on a mobile phone, isn't it? The speeds on this thing are amazing. Two Blokes Talking Tech. Very nice, snappy performance. It's a good phone. Yeah, there's a few pros and cons with this. With Trevor Long from your tech. Now, my advice to people who like this kind of service is... And Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. I really like this new service. Gives you that flexibility to hear your music anywhere. Two Blokes Talking Tech. Stephen and Trevor always providing the best advice. Lots to talk about on Two Blokes Talking Tech. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. And thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading episode 195. Stephen Fennick joins me each and every week from techguide.com.au. And Stephen, I feel like an anniversary coming up. <laughs> Yes, well, we're getting closer to the double century, Trevor. Oh, yeah, quite a landmark. In fact, milestone. I've done some research while we've been uh, on a on a one week break. It's not really a break; it's just the time between our podcasts. Um, <laughs> and I believe it was February twenty two, our very first time together on the podcast. That's correct, mate. First time on the podcast. I hope you're talking about, mate. <laughs> and we do it all uh, the podcast. That is thanks to the good people at Netgear. Netgear.com. That I will tell you about more about them shortly. You can read most of the stories we've got here tonight either at TechGuide.com.au or EFTM.com.au. But let's get cracking. Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Well, while honestly, I'd prefer just to ignore it. It's hard to ignore because when a story goes, I guess, viral in mainstream media terms because it, it this story yeah. um, was a little little bubble uh, on, on kind of Monday and then by Tuesday it had exploded and by Wednesday we're still talking about it. Samsung's spying TVs. And in the end, I've come up with a lot of different analogies about this, but the best one I heard today was a, it was an FM radio uh, breakfast disc jockey. So let's be clear, he was a young whippersnapper who doesn't have a life, but uh, he said... It was like when you're having a conversation with your wife and she's listening, but she's not actually hearing you. Well, that's exactly what's <laughs> happening with the Samsung TVs. They're always listening to you. Now, this goes back to a couple of days ago or, or some time ago. Samsung updated their terms and conditions, their, their privacy policy, their legal disclaimers about their devices, and some completely boring nerd read every word of it and they discovered a portion in there which essentially said and i paraphrase the tv is always listening oh, sorry the tv is listening and even private conversations will form part of the data that is transmitted to a third party now the problem is that sounds as freaky as all heck to people sounds like there's some other company getting involved and listening to our conversations but in yep. reality the tv is always listening but it's listening for one key thing and that's when you say hi tv and from that point on, it starts recording a bit of your conversation, sends that off very quickly within milliseconds to the internet, comes back and works out yep. if you want to change channels, find a piece of content, or if you're having an argument with your wife. Yeah. Well, I think first thing people need to do if they own a Samsung TV is don't name any of, don't name any of their children or pets TV. Because <laughs> if they say, hi, TV, if someone comes home, then they're in trouble. True, true. But that aside, this uh, this story kind of uh, gained a life of its own. It really ga gained a lot of momentum in, you know, when it makes the evening news, you know that, wow, you know, they're really behind this story now. I think the the whole, uh, the premise of the story, the fact that your TV, could your TV be spying on you was just mm. too sexy to resist oh, bloody for oath. all forms of media. So, uh, but I think uh, in, in the things you've been doing on radio and TV and myself on my on Tech Guide and radio stuff that I've done, 
I think we've uh, pretty much established that uh, your TV couldn't really give a shit about what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, if it's if it's just the commands it's listening out for, um, it's uh, it, it's it's really uh, a non-story. This one, in as, reality, uh, even though your private conversations could go across the server, mm. and could the server probably thinking, what the hell are they, are they talking about? Uh, there's no one in South Korea taking down notes uh, and saying, oh, hang on, Trevor Long's having another argument with his wife again. But um, maybe if it was from North Korea, this TV, maybe that would be an issue, but uh, it is not. And, so and the thing is, Stephen, down, everybody. as a live real-time example, let's say Stephen Fennick sitting on his, on his beautiful lounge with his beautiful wife watching a Rabbitohs game. Uh, which would be very rare because obviously that you never happens, many, mate. She many never watches the footy with oh, me okay. unless right. we're at the footy in a box okay. where she can have a wine. Oh, that's enough. the only time. So, so Stephen anyway, says, "Hi TV," because Stephen wants to turn up the volume. And to do that, you could say, "Hi TV, volume up," and up goes the volume. But what happens if Stephen says, "Hi TV," oh, come on, South, you're just ridiculous. Now that piece of information is transmitted back to a server on the internet. It is transcribed, essentially, digitally. And it is then sent yep. back to your TV. And your TV is basically going to go, huh? And not do anything. Huh? There's it's no one sitting right. at the other end. There's no one trawling through uh, transcripts. And also, the data is anonymized. They can't even work out who you are. Now, if you are... Uh, anonymized? A, Did you just make up a word then? Anonymized? That's a total anonymized. word. So it's a, you mean it's anonymously... What, what do you mean by that? Anonymized. It's, the data is, is transmitted without any information. Therefore, it is anonymized. Any information that anonymized. could have been attached to Mate, you if, is removed. If we were playing Scrabble right now, I'd challenge that word. But anyway, well, I, like, I like the sound of it. The, the, word, the word anonymize, uh, past tense, uh, remove yeah. identifying particulars or details from huh. for statistical or other purposes. You've got the definition right there as well. Jeez, well I've Googled it, mate. Hello. Good luck to you. Anyway, right. let's say you were a um, let's I, I, again. Let's just make something up here. Let's say you are a journalist for a, a major uh, newspaper publication, and, and you are renowned for writing security type stories. This is the kind of story that you bloody love because even the denial from Samsung that there was really anything going on prompts the question: But is the data stored? And and who has access to it? Who gives a flying fig? <laughs> honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Leave me out yeah, of it. It was it, it like I said. It took on its own persona. It was, this was starting to feed on itself. This story by by today or even late yesterday. But um, I think we should point out though that there are several devices that are listening to you as well. And anything with a voice voice recognition, whether it's your iPhone or Android phone or your Xbox console with through Connect or and they any all other have a command keyword Xbox. Yeah. Is waiting for the word Xbox to be said. Siri is waiting for you to say, "Hey Siri," and and, and yeah. there you go. My phone has just said, "What can I help you with?" If I say, "Okay, Google," one of the many Android phones or smartwatches in my office will go, "What? What do you need? What? What's going on?" It's it's yeah. like waking them up. Do you know what I mean? But if we you've should. Got a... But we should point out though that the the whatever you say, and and this was part of the issue with the Samsung TVs, is that 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 information is sent off from the device That's right. to a to a server. The same thing happens with these other products. Even the even the iPhone, Siri, whatever you say gets sent to an Apple server Siri, before it's decoded and returned with the with the answer. Siri doesn't work. And you can try this at home. Play along with us, kids. Try this at home. Air, put your phone into airplane mode and see how useless Siri is. She becomes yep. dumb, like super dumb. 
And that's because she isn't smart enough on your phone to understand everything. They in in this this is let's let's focus on how amazing this technology is because within seconds, milliseconds of you saying something, that information is transmitted onto the internet, decoded, decrypted, worked out what it is, and sent back with a response. That's amazing. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. That's kind of the glass half full, half empty. Look at this story, Trevor. Well done. Hmm. That is that is a good point because the you know the people we we we, we, put this way. If it doesn't work, people are going to complain. When you ask them, when you explain to them how it works, and and then this whole whole, this privacy issue rears its ugly head, and then you know it it just sort of goes against that the whole the whole idea of that convenience on your um, iPhone, on your Android phone. On your Samsung TV, on your Xbox, you can turn it off. The yeah, reason it's exactly. opt-out is because most people want the convenience of this cool feature. And the people who you tell that's how you get out of it, and they don't find that to be enough, well, okay, next step, disconnect from the internet. Next step, go back to Woolies and buy some more tin foil for your next hat. <laughs> but you know what, though? Yeah. You, you, you should be worried if... Uh, you know, if Samsung then starts, the TV starts putting up ad, ads for marriage counsellors if it keeps hearing you argue with your wife all the time. <laughs> then you'd be worried. Okay? All right. Worry well, when that happens. Okay, I'm going to... Uh, you, you might that's not just have... an example, by the way. That's not actually happening. Oh, no, you have absolutely. a beautiful marriage uh, over there. Well, it's it's going okay. Ten years strong. <laughs> um, <laughs> that, let me, let me uh, just pivot this conversation briefly. And we haven't talked about this, and, and you may not be, have, have fully read this story, but you've made a very good point. If the TV is listening and does hear everything about you, can it profile you to give potentially targeted advertising in the future? And the reason this is very important is because over the last week or so, some Australian users of Samsung TVs noticed a Pepsi ad appearing when they were playing their own content. So you were playing a you know a movie off a USB or a movie off your Plex uh-huh. TV or perhaps even Foxtel, I'm told. And suddenly, this 15 minutes in, this Pepsi ad would appear. I kid you not, this is a real problem. Samsung released a statement saying, Samsung is aware of an issue that has caused some Samsung smart TV users to be interrupted by an advertisement in the form, uh, uh, by an interruption in the form of a Pepsi advertisement. This was a result of an error. It's the new subliminal, it's new subliminal advertising. Stand by. This is a result of an error that occurred in recent software not intended for the Australian market. We can confirm the issue has been rectified. And there are no current plans to introduce this type of advertising in Australia in the near future. So let's be clear. This is the future. The future is your TV knows more about you that you have a great relationship with this company because you log into things, it knows what shows you watch, it will send you advertising in the future. And this is yeah. how Samsung's going to make more money. They're going to sell ads. But you know what? But here's the scoop though, mate. If anyone on social media, Facebook in particular, hmm. that that's directing ads to you based on what you look at mate, on, on your, in, your, in your feed. Absolutely. So, it, it's it's not it's not out of the it's not out of the question that Samsung could introduce that on the on the television. I've but, sent uh, multiple it, text messages to Rules and Kogan saying drop off the Facebook advertising you flee because I'm sick of it. Right now it's very good advertising. Let's be honest, he's he's a good bloke. I don't have a problem with him. But I went to the uh, Kogan website once to look at batteries for my DJI Phantom drone. Do you know what I keep getting ads for in my Facebook feed? DJI yeah. Phantom drone parts from Kogan because it's so smart that yeah, it knows I, get the I same. went to that yeah, page. You look at Amazon and if you're on, uh, like I, was, I looked at Booktopia, they're on my bookstore. 
Here's one and right it's now. All it's trying served to, up there. He's trying to sell me a $3,769 new drone at Kogan because of a Facebook ad. So targeted <laughs> advertising is coming. I don't think they're listening. I don't think they're going to use that data to target advertising. I think they're using yeah. your habits to do this. Anyway, we've given it Absolutely. far more attention than it ever deserved, but hopefully a bit of a fun look at what actually was happening with the Samsung spying TV yeah. issue. And but my, uh, my TV, actually, my Samsung TV just said, yeah, great segment, boys. So it is listening. <laughs> <laughs> someone said to me, someone sent me a t- uh, uh, like an Instagram message this morning before I went on the Today Show and said, it'd be really funny if you turned to the camera midway through the segment and say, I heard that. But I didn't do it. I, I, could, I couldn't bring myself to do it, so so I didn't. Anyway, listen to Two Blokes Talking yeah. Tech. Let that be the last of our conversation about Samsung spying TVs. Now, it's not uh, every day you get a Hollywood A-list celebrity attending a tech event in our fair city of Sydney, but uh, that is actually exactly what's going to happen this week when Ashton Kutcher arrives uh, in Australia, in Sydney, for their new Lenovo event uh, this Friday, so in a couple of days' time. Uh, he is known uh, as, as a product engineer for Lenovo and has done live crosses to various events. I was in London last year. He did a live cross into there. When the Australian launch occurred, he did the similar thing where he spoke live through a, a video link. But this time around, he's going to be here in the flesh uh, at this Ooh. event. And uh, it's called Tech My Way. And it's uh, with Lenovo product engineer Ashton Kutcher. Mm. So um, not sure if they're going to be announcing new products, though they may well be, actually. They're going to have retail partners there. There's going to be Harvey Norman and JB Hi-Fi. And actually, when you RSVP'd for this event, you actually had to – they sent you back a registration number and an e-ticket that you had to download. So there's going to be like pretty full-on security at this event. It's like, it's like registering for CES all over again. So essentially what but he's doing uh, is like a TED it's, it's, it's interesting that you know some, Ashton Kutcher would take the time to come, of all markets he could have gone to in the world for, with Lenovo, he's coming to Australia. Well, money talks, my friend. And uh, you know <laughs> Australia's a big market for Lenovo. We saw that when they had their, their local launch. They had a lot of conversation about that. The, so what he's basically doing is like a TED Talk. And uh, and it's like a keynote, and I think he's you know he's going to talk about his beliefs of uh, about the future of technology and and you know how um, design is an important factor of technology stuff like that. And so the thing is, he is more than just a paid spokesman. He is actually physically involved. Like he, it, you know, it's not like he's going yeah. there nine to five, but he actually had input into the design of the Lenovo Yoga tablet. He actually is having that input. So it's a genuine role. It's it is actually a genuine passion of his. So. Look, yep. it's good to see. I, I I wish I could be there. I've got Absolutely. to work, but um, I will get all the details from uh from you, and uh, it'll be very interesting to see how it goes. I'll down. be representing. I will represent, and I have put it out there. Okay, and listeners, take note. I have put it out there that if he's available to join you and me, mm-hmm. we will have the very first three blokes talking tech podcast. I'm prepared so to fast track episode. Cross your fingers, 200. everyone. Cross mm. your fingers. It mm. could happen. I've put the request in. So uh, you never know, but uh, he he is. Um, it's funny how he's he's quite a tech savvy celebrity. Oh, yeah. We all know him from his movies and Two and a Half Men. He's quite tech savvy. In fact, he was the first celebrity to hit a million Twitter followers. Mm. 
and I think he, I think he's a he's an investor in the company and everything. So he kind of knows where it's at with tech and where it's going to go. Yeah. So don't think that he's just a the a cardboard cutout they're going to put up just to sort of to spruik the company. He as you said, he's he's involved. I think he's trying to become and we've mentioned this before. I think he's trying to become his own sort of style of Steve Jobs, sort of a presenter, really passionate tech presenter, uh, someone who's involved with the 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 company and how the products are produced. Uh, and ironically, he did play Steve Jobs in the Steve yeah. Jobs in a movie called Jobs. Uh, so uh, he he's already literally played the part. But uh, no, I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing uh, what he has to say, hearing what he has to say, and hopefully meeting him. Uh, hopefully he'll uh, take time to talk to us humble tech journalists as well, one-on-one. So stay tuned for Tech Guide. I'll be there Friday. The event starts at 11 o'clock. I'll be tweeting and Instagramming and Facebooking. So keep an eye on my feed. Check out Stephen Fennick with a PH, Stephen Fennick, on Twitter for all the news on Friday as Ashton Kutcher presents Tech My Way with Lenovo in Sydney. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long. And we do it all thanks to the good people at Netgear, Netgear's X6 Nighthawk tri-band Wi-Fi router. There's never been Wi-Fi like it. This thing is unbelievable. Breakthrough tri-band technology uh, built to connect to each and every device in your home automatically and simultaneously. It doesn't matter whether it's a laptop, a tablet, a TV, a games console, whatever you want. If it's Wi-Fi enabled, it's X6 accelerated. The massive combined wireless speed of up to 3.2 gigabits uh, three Wi-Fi bands and smart connect intelligence. Every device is assigned the fastest Wi-Fi connection possible and optimised for maximum speed. Check it out at netgear.com.au. The Net- Netgear Nighthawk X6 tri-band Wi-Fi router at netgear.com.au. Now, Stephen, it is with heavy heart that I uh, bring to you my next topic. Um, some years ago... I was presented with a product and I loved it. Um, I used it whenever it was required. I, I took it with me places and it's gone. It was an umbrella, Stephen. And uh, <laughs> it it was a bloody good umbrella, okay? It was a blunt umbrella, which is, you know, forget anything else. It's actually a beautiful design umbrella. It's excellent yeah. quality, uh, excellent for high wind. It won't fall inside out and all that kind of crazy stuff that happens with umbrellas. We love this thing. My wife was going, where's that umbrella gone? We've literally lost it. So what do they do this week? Just to rub salt in my eyes. They released (laughs) a new version, the Blunt Umbrella with Tile. Now, most people have probably seen Tile on Facebook. They had a massive Facebook campaign when they launched. It's a little tracking device that allows you to put this little tile on anything you own and essentially be able to find it or find where it was last seen. And Blunt has yep. teamed up to put this thing into an umbrella. So it's sewn into the to the seam. Now, what Tile does is if you're going about to walk out and you go, oh, where's that bloody umbrella? You open your iPhone, you turn on the app, and, and if the phone's within range it'll just of, of the Tile and the umbrella, it'll beep. Your umbrella will beep and you'll know where it is. If you've mm. left it at the shops, you look at the app, it shows you the last location where you know your Tile and the, and the phone were connected together. And it is such Andy. a stunning thing. You sh- you should never lose this umbrella. Well, they're calling it the world's first unlosable umbrella. Mm. So um, interesting, interesting. I think that's a really clever little partnership they've got there. Oh, for sure. Tile is uh, Blunt is a New Zealand company, as that's a matter correct. of fact. Yep. Tile is a, from right from Silicon Valley, and, and the reason it's called Tile is because the device actually looks like a little tile, it looks like a little Scrabble tile, mm-hmm. and uh, it can be connected to your umbrella and uh, put on a phone and on a key ring and. 
can be used to locate those devices, those products, uh, within range. You can even make it make a noise so you can find it. Very clever little partnership there. And uh, Tile, they, I agree, they had a very aggressive uh, social media campaign. But I think it is, if you were to think of a device that you don't want to misplace, apart from obvious things like your phone, your keys, the umbrella would be right up there. Absolutely. So uh, check it out. I've put it up at uh, eftm.com.au. It's also at techguide.com.au. And genuinely, it is a, a bloody good umbrella. It's not just a gimmick and uh, and the ability to actually keep track of it because it's not a twenty. It's not a $5 umbrella from bloody 7-Eleven. You know, it's a $100 umbrella or more. So well worth the investment for the extra option of the tile. Check it out, techguide.com.au and eftm.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Now, we all know that uh, there are certain products and technology out there designed for elderly, sick and disabled users. So if, if in, in the event of an emergency uh, the, these users can easily hit a button and contact loved ones, carers, uh, and the like. So traditionally, it's been a pendant, something they need to wear around their neck that works uh, within the confines of their home network. So uh, while that's been a popular product, when they leave, if they, uh, they ever leave that home environment, then uh, that, that connection is lost. But uh, a company called MCare Watch just came out with a, a, mo, a, a part mobile phone, part smartwatch, and put it into one called the SOS Mobile Watch. Now, this has its own SIM card, has its own data allowance as well. So basically, it's a smartwatch that can make and receive phone calls. Now, what, what the, the beauty of having a SIM card on board is that it can be connected anywhere where it can find a cellular network. So that peace of mind that users had at home with a pendant can now be taken outside the home, anywhere they go, without compromising their independence. So offer them a little bit more freedom. And if and if they do uh, require assistance, there's a, an emergency button on the side. It can turn on the phone. It can, it can ring uh, designated people, uh, and they can actually talk through the microphone and the speaker right from the device. So I think uh, a great uh, great product uh, if you've uh, got elderly people in your family, you know, maybe parents, grandparents, or uh, disabled people, uh, a cool product uh, that really can offer peace of mind. Yeah, and it's you know it's not ridiculously priced. It's five hundred bucks, a uh, hundred buck activation, and and forty nine bucks a month. Um, and you know we got to remember, there's a SIM card in there, right? So it can be used for for a whole range of things. And I guess it's it's just another example of technology giving peace of mind. And uh, oh, it's such an easy thing to do these days. And I don't know why more people aren't Absolutely. looking for solutions like this one. Yeah, there there is an app that goes with it as well. So carers can log into a web portal, like through through an app, and. and do things like uh, monitor how far the, the, the person wearing it has walked, maybe just to see that they're being active, can even set alarms. So you might set a reminder to the watch to say, okay, Grand, you, you got a doctor's appointment in an hour and a half, you know, you, I'm going to be picking you up or whatever. Or uh, there is even a way to set a geofence around a property. So say, for example, uh, the, the watch t- it leaves the property, you, you get an alert to say, okay, well, they've left the home or whoever. So... Um, uh, some interesting, uh, interesting features on it, and and of course, if there is the the, the backup service, a twenty four seven monitoring service that's available for it as well. So if the carer or the or if the family's not around, there might be a way or unavailable. There is a, a monitoring service that can cover the cover uh, the the person twenty four seven. The last thing I'd say about it is it's not exactly pretty. It's a little ugly, but 
I would suggest that even um, even the, the the coolest oldie would uh, would be quite happy with this hip little thing on their wrist because people are going to ask what that is and they're going to get info and what is that? Yeah, big conversation starter. <laughs> so um, my my yeah, hope is that they Word bring out they, they bring out um, you know smaller ones and maybe a funkier look because that's exactly what I want for kids. Uh, you know that's that's the kind of thing that yeah. parents are going to want these days. For kids, and I've seen a few things like that, but not one yet here in Australia. So good stuff. Check it out at techguide.com.au. Now, this one kind of came from nowhere for me. Uh, Ford announced um, last week or this week, I can't exactly remember when, but uh, they announced that satellite navigation would be standard in all Aussie built cars from April this year. Now, Let's talk about the elephant in the room first. Yes, they are going to stop manufacturing cars in Australia in a year or so. But that doesn't discount the fact that for the, for a full year, that's probably 20,000, 30,000 cars that are going to, no matter what model you buy. So you want a Ford Falcon and it's the base model, it's going to have SatNav built in as standard. You buy the top model, SatNav. You buy a Territory, base model, SatNav, standard. Yeah. That's a big deal for cars, mate, because it's normally a couple of Absolutely. thousand dollar option. Absolutely, but I think that the, through the benefits of technology, the benefits of you know improved production, uh, improvement in technology, and obviously cost involved, they always get cheaper over time. And this is just yet another product in a car that has come that's filtered down from the top of the line models that's now going to become standard. You, you look at every single car you buy now, SatNav is going to be the latest standard feature, as as we said. Hmm. But it's just going to be like power windows. A CD player, digital radio. Hopefully, one of these days, all these all these uh, extras are now straight out of the box uh, with the standard model. And you know, it, it, it was a no-brainer that SatNav was going to follow. But good to see Ford uh, stepping forward there and announcing that. I think you'll find that other car manufacturers are going to do exactly the same. And let me, uh, you've hit you've hit on something that I discovered after publishing this story. Every Ford Falcon. Every Ford Territory built from April this year until they cease production in Australia will have digital radio as standard because it's part of the Sync 2 infotainment system. So there it's just go. another extra thing. Go. And I look at this and go, Hyundai will we'll do this next because it's just a piece of software, right? It's a license for them. They probably pay 50 bucks yep. for the mapping license. And it means it's, it does mean trouble for, for the standalone sat-nav units, but that's a long way off being a reality because cars take so long to kind of drip through the, the whole of society. But it does people don't use their phones for sat-nav. I honestly don't believe that's as prolific as we think it is, even though the apps are amazing. It's a distraction. It's, 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 you can't use your phone while it's happening. You know, it's just not as easy as it could be and should be. The built-in sat-nav, it's just better. I drive a lot of cars, mate. It's just better to have. Absolutely. Built-in sat-nav is going to be standard across the board. I know the the development cycle of a car, it can take a long time for Mm. technology to filter down through the the models. And digital radio is obviously the next step. But, um, you know, sat-nav has been around a long time now. In-car sat-nav used to be, the car companies used to give give them an excuse to charge you an extra couple of thousand bucks for the extra, but not anymore, I think, because the technology has developed so quickly and it's now so affordable. Uh, so I, I think it's a no-brainer that it has to be included. Check it out, eftm.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Now, this might surprise you, Trevor, mm-hmm. but Australian women are quite huh. vain. Whoa, whoa. 
Stephen. Now, this is where are you talking, going here, okay, mate? Ladies, Let me relax. stop you there, this buddy. Where are you going with this? Just be this careful. This is uh, a, a recent a recent survey by beautyheaven.com.au. So ah. this is an online social beauty network has uh, revealed some rather interesting res- uh, stats about how women like to share their photographs on social media. And mm-hmm. the big the big take out of this is that more than half of women, um, 57% are editing their photos, cropping, filtering, enhancing their images to to obviously make sure they're looking their best before their friends see it on social media. Well, hang on. It's an outrage. Listen, it's not like we're comparing them to the bloody women's magazines where they're photoshopping, you know, 10 pounds of them. Editing an Instagram isn't exactly editing. It's just adding a filter for effect. Does that really count? If you read read, uh, read this story, it's, uh, it's ironic, though, that women... 66% 66% of women said that they think that magazines uh, editing and photoshopping the pictures for publication was wrong. Yet they're going out and doing virtually the same thing. And, and I do agree that not all of them are putting Photoshop on and, and doing anything like that. It's a simple matter of cropping and filtering. But there are some women that go that far. One, I think they said 18% of women say they've gone too far and the end result is nothing like what they, what they actually look like. So... We, uh, there, there is definitely uh, a lot of women out there who are not happy with uh, what what's shared. They, they want to make sure that it's it's just right. Even even if they're tagged in some photos, sixty two percent ask their friends to show them the pictures before they allow them to share it online. And I think that a uh, uh, sixty, even more of them, untag themselves from photos they don't like. Mm. So. Um, Look, not part, of, not, not part of that survey, but I did read another story today and it was kind of one of those kind of heart-wrenching uh, stories that you, people share on Facebook. It was, a, it was a mother who had kind of went to, went to look for a photo of her and her, her and her kids. Couldn't find one recently because, like my wife, yeah. won't bloody well get in a photo. Like, oh, no, I don't like photos. Really? Get out of my don't want to be in a photo. <laughs> Seriously. And that's, that's how she talks, ladies and gentlemen. Too. She's that's here. Her, that was her. Voice. She just walked out. That was that was 100% her. <laughs> and um and 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 it is true, you know. You end up if you're that worried about how you look, you end up not being in photos with your kids, with your family, yeah. and it's a really interesting kind are you of sure? world. We live are you in. sure that's right, mate? Because I've never met your wife. I've heard about her. <laughs> I've never met her in person. Well, how did There's you think I ended up with three kids? What do you think I just abducted them somewhere? I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. But uh, I, I think uh, no, you're, they're, they're, But that's it, exactly it's... why Stephen Fennick, you don't think I actually have a wife because she won't get in bloody photos. Yeah, oh, I have seen photos of her, but uh, you know, it, it's. Well, I think women, obviously, everyone, not just women, everyone wants to look their best in a photo, and and, and with social media now, it's you know everyone tries to present the perfect version of themselves. A lot of people want to think, well, yeah, this is me. I'm on a boat. I'm looking great. I'm in a bikini and all that sort of stuff. Women want to look perfect. Uh, and it's funny because this story revealed, this was a fascinating part of the story for me when I was writing this, Trevor, hmm. the body parts, women's body parts, their own body parts they don't like. Hmm. Do you know what the top three were? Stephen, that, that's a trap I'm not walking into. Well, I'll tell you. This is, an, <laughs> this, is, this is from this survey, okay? The number one thing they don't like, their thighs. Okay. Number two was their tummy. Number three was their skin. So that's why a lot of lot of uh, female, uh, f- a lot of women ha- have gotten some skills in the photo editing department. Mm. 
and have enhanced themselves before they share photos on social mm. media. Well, look, we've got to get to your minute reviews because I've just received a, a reminder notification that my um, my Photoshop for Dummies class on how to lose weight with Photoshop is on in 10 minutes. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it is an interesting survey. You can read about it at techguide.com.au. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. And Stephen, this one is going crackerjack on social, mate. People loving the idea of putting some extra space and transferring files to your iOS devices with SanDisk. Who'd have thought it? SanDisk iExpand is a USB flash drive for your iPhone and iPad. So many people have asked. I'm sure you've had this question on the radio can you connect a USB drive to an iPhone? Well, mm. the answer before yesterday was no, you can't. Well, now SanDisk have done something about it. The iXpand has a small lightning connector as well as a normal USB connection. So you can connect this to your computer, download your content, uh, copy across your content, and then uh, you can connect it then to your iPhone or iPad and be able to access that content. So you can watch your movies, your fo- look at your photos, listen to your music. You can even transfer content from your iPhone to the device and then view it on a computer as well. So two capacities, 32 gig, 64 gig. Uh, The lightning cable is on a little flexible little uh, connection on the front of the device. Uh, And those two capacities, 32, 64 gig, are priced at 129 and 179 respectively, available now at Officeworks. Check it out, techguide.com.au. And these are very, very nice headphones. I've been using these as my primary. Big fan of the Parrot Zik. 2.0, to be precise. The Parrot Zik 2.0 is a Parrot's a French company. So what Mm. they've done, they've brought in a French designer, Philippe Stark. He's the one who contributed to the design, and it's it's made of luxurious leather and metal. It, It does really deliver on the design and style department, but it's not all about looks. The Zik 2.0 also sounds amazing. Uh, there's built-in equalizer, uh, digital sound processor. It works very well with the app as well. So the app gives you all the controls that aren't built into the headphone. So because it's a Bluetooth pair of headphones, connects wirelessly to your smartphone, uh, it, it allows you to control, have equalizer presets, can detect the sort of music you're listening to and set the presets for you. A lot of great features, and what another feature I like is the fact that it does offer all the control without all those ugly buttons. There is a touch smart touchpad on the right ear cup that allows you to turn up your music, down, navigate forward, back, pause, simply by stroking the the ear cup in certain directions, pressing in the middle stops and pauses and plays again. Really smartly put together. Uh, it, it is a bit of a snug fit. It is uh, not not the biggest pair of headphones in the world. I do have a large head, so that's probably one explanation. But ah! other headphones fit me a little bit better than this. But best to try this on in the store to make sure it fits okay. Uh, it, it, it's I still found it it, it it fit me just okay. It was a little snug. Great noise cancelling noise cancellation as well. So if you're after style and high-quality audio, the Parrot Zik 2.0 delivers. It's a little bit expensive, 499 bucks, but I think this is a sort of product that can really connect, really have an emotional connection with users. If they love their music, they, they like something that's stylish and luxurious, then the Parrot is the go. Parrot Zik 2.0, $499. And let me add, the stuff that you can do with that app is the best, the best stuff you can do with audio via your app 
I've ever seen. You know, moving the way it sounds, the way it hears, where it comes from, the type of environment you're in. It's unbelievable. Great product. Check Very it out. Techguide.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. And that's a wrap. 195 in the can. We'll be back again next week. Uh, with two blokes talking tech, or maybe three. I mean, it's a possibility. Maybe three. People. You never know. Stay tuned. Hashtag Ziggy Zaggy if you want to uh, talk about that or anything else. And uh, we'll be back. Thanks to the good people at Netgear, Stephen's stories, and all that more are at techguide.com.au, including his Tech Guide podcast. And all of his radio appearances are listed there as well. You can find him on Twitter at Stephen Fennick. I'm at eftm.com.au, and you can check me out on Twitter at Trevor Long. Stephen, talk to you next week. Yes, you will. Take it easy. 